0: Welsh Clubs coping in the coronavirus crisis. What should they be doing now, and what should they be doing next? Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast, a chance to hear from National Club Development Manager Chris Munro. How are Welsh Clubs faring? What's the advice? What to do next? Is this a chance to reset the way clubs are run for the better? Eventually. Plenty of questions and some interesting answers coming up. Chris, just to start off with, perhaps just explain what your role at the WIU is in more normal
1: times. (laughs) Okay, so my role is National Club Development Manager. So in in normal times, uh, we would predominantly be looking at facility development, governance and management of clubs and also volunteer recruitment and um training. We were working on a on a club of the future strategy which we were hoping to um launch very soon. Uh, a lot of work has been done on that and it hasn't been wasted or lost and we will continue to to work on that having consulted with clubs across Wales just before Christmas. But that's where we are at the moment. Unfortunately with Storm Dennis and also now with COVID-19, our focus has changed somewhat.
0: I bet it has. You must have thought with Storm Dennis, oh my God, can things get any worse?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we probably had about 20 clubs that were really badly affected by Storm Dennis. We reacted quite quickly. We we put a an exceptional circumstances funding of £100,000. We were fortunate that um, members of the public during the French game in the Six Nations uh, also contributed £12,000, which you know, we're fantastically grateful for. And so with that money now, we're working with those clubs to, um, it's still, still taking a bit of time because obviously what's happened now, but we're trying to get those clubs back on their feet.
0: And then of course the coronavirus comes along and initially what were the biggest problems clubs were encountering? There was obviously money put from the WIU to every club, but what were the first problems?
1: Well we've looked at it in um in four stages. So probably to answer your question, stage one, we had to react to the situation. So the first thing, like you've said, is that we we allocated a thousand pounds to each club, but shortly after that we established a working group. So that included internal members of staff but also external um stakeholders as well, including Sport Wheels. Uh, and really what that working group helped us do was shape the support that we were going to give to the clubs going forward. So, what that looked like was first of all, we do a weekly information update to the clubs, which is sent out every Friday. that goes alongside the main w r u update that goes out on a on a Wednesday. But we thought it was important given the you know the fast changing nature of the information advice that was out there, particularly from um Welsh government, that we had that regular correspondence directly with our clubs. so the advice in there is how to access financial support but also ways for clubs to um, reduce costs as well. Alongside that, we've also put together a club impact survey, two reasons for doing that. Um, One is to determine the financial position of our clubs at the moment, but also to identify where they could potentially be missing out on support as well. Uh, So to date, we've had about 220 responses from clubs, but we're keen now for every club to complete that survey so we can get an accurate picture across Wales.
0: And I suppose information is king in this. The more you know about what's going on in the clubs, the more you know where to direct resources, where to help.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we also appreciate that clubs have got specific queries as well. So we've set up a WIU help desk as well, which our team uh, manages, so we can respond to any um, specific or you know unique inquiries that the clubs have got.
0: And of course, the WIU's clearly stated ambition is that we went into this crisis with 300 old clubs. We want to come out with the same number.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that continues to be um, our mantra and how we want to how we want to move forward. The information that's been provided by the clubs is obviously fantastic, and we're analysing that. And what the data is telling us is that the majority of our clubs will get through for the next six months. What we'll probably have to do is if we don't know how long this is going to last for, that we probably have to do this exercise again in in future months, when we know more from um, government around the support they can give going forward.
0: I will move on to some of the sources of help, some of the grants available, all that sort of thing. But just to start off with, obviously, finishing the season early, missing out on the revenue coming in, what were the biggest problems facing the majority of clubs that you came across?
1: I think when it when it first started there was there was genuine concern around the number of games that were left the season and the potential income the clubs could be losing. What was a real shot in the arm for us was firstly our, our order payment that went out to the clubs on the 30th of April but also the Welsh government support schemes that have been launched. So if you look at those separately there was a um, small business rate relief fund that was launched a few weeks ago now which clubs have accessed. We realised quite early on that there are some clubs falling through the cracks in terms of the eligibility for that fund. There was an Economic Resilience Fund that was also launched by Welsh Government where a number of clubs also qualified for that. And more recently, as of last week, there's no funding available for CASC-registered clubs. So there's plenty of funding opportunities out there. The difficulty for us is making sure all our clubs can access it and to find out those that aren't.
0: How many clubs are in a position to know what the grants are and to fill in all the forms themselves? You'll obviously be the experts in the middle, but there's a lot of people having demands in your time, I'd have thought.
1: Yeah, but, but luckily with this, the, the application forms uh, have been um, quite straightforward. So to date, from the impact surveys that have been uh, received, we know that 126 clubs have accessed money. That equates to £1.9 million in terms of Welsh Government funding alongside that with a new cask registered funding we believe another 42 of our clubs can access that so that will be another four hundred twenty thousand on top of the 1.9 that's already been um, invested into the clubs which i said earlier is fantastic for us
0: that's certainly a huge help but how much of it is an issue that clubs are in different positions so you've got some clubs that have professional staff running the facilities some clubs that pay some of their players to a degree we can come back to that maybe some clubs that that are 100 percent amateur in, in terms of how they run the club in every in every way there's a wide spectrum of issues for the clubs isn't there
1: yeah so um obviously a lot of the staff who have got professional people there have got the furlough scheme that they can they can access yeah there is there is a wide range of the way in which clubs are managed and i think this is the opportunity for us coming out of Covid nineteen and I talked about the um the four stages at the start, and probably the final stage for us is that you know we look at the way clubs are are managed, look at the club's finances. The key thing for us is to provide support not only to the you know the professional people you mentioned but also the the fantastic volunteers out there that commit their own time to um run these clubs, so we just want to make sure that we give them all the support we can.
0: And are the clubs getting all the sport available? You're obviously pointing them in the right direction, but how confident are you or how worried are you that there are some clubs that still haven't taken advantage of everything that's available to them?
1: There's a huge amount of work gone on, particularly from the community department uh, staff around chasing up clubs, uh, making sure they're aware of the opportunities for funding that's available to them we continue to do that it's a priority for us i must acknowledge the the work that the staff have done in helping us to um, ensure that the clubs are accessing the the money that they can
0: and for all of you i suppose you're finding new ways of working once upon a time of course you would have just gone along to the club picked up the phone to someone at the club or whatever it is but now to get that information out there it's it's all got to be done a little bit differently
1: yeah and that's where we've gone now with with the weekly updates there's been a change of focus where we were reacting to the situation at the start now we're trying to be a little bit more proactive in the way that we're engaging with our volunteers i mentioned the strategy earlier and this was something we were going to be looking at over the next 12 months in terms of the way we engage with our volunteers and can we do it more effectively and what this has done is it's accelerated that everyone is now becoming accustomed to using zoom or google hangout or microsoft teams so we can actually engage and get involved with a lot more people than we probably could have done in the past so this has been whilst there's been some you know horrendous negatives that have come out of this this is one opportunity again for us that we can maximize our coverage to all the clubs that we deal with
0: and I suppose part of what you'll be hearing back as well is, is some of the clubs have really taken on a big role in their communities in, in this time when communities really need all the help they can get.
1: Yeah, I think it, there's two aspects to that. There was the fantastic work that was done as we came into this epidemic, but also when we go out to it as well. Again, as part of the, the strategy, we do see clubs as the heart of their communities. And this is evidence that even more, how vital our rugby clubs are not only to provide health and well-being activities to clubs, but also other community activities and services for the local area.
0: So if the season had gone on as normal, we would now be in the stage where, apart from the odd game here and there, be pretty much finishing up, wouldn't it? So does that change it from your point of view, or did it all just change you know, seven, eight weeks ago and that's that?
1: Uh, I think to to answer the question is that we were coming out of kind of rugby mode, but... Clubs would then become something else. So clubs, a lot of clubs would have other functions that would be booked in. So there'd be a lot of community use of those facilities for us as a team. We would use the summer as a planning time, particularly around the, the strategy, but also what we'd be doing for next season. So obviously that's going to reshape our thinking on what we do. But unfortunately, we're, we're still in a position where until we get some clear guidance, we're not in a position to to think clearly on it.
0: Just because at the moment we don't know what will happen when in terms of, of a loosening, in terms of people being able to go to clubs, is that, that what you're talking about?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think you know we've got to be led by government advice on this and um, what we need to do is make sure that our, our volunteers and our clubs are in a position to um, open the doors when that happens.
0: So over the summer, what's your advice to clubs now? What should they be looking to do in the next few weeks, next two, three months? in order to put themselves in the best possible position?
1: I think one of the key things is obviously looking at um pitch maintenance. Up until now our advice has been because it's deemed as non essential, our advice is don't don't do any work on the on the pitches. That will probably change over the, the coming weeks and months. So we will again be doing webinars and and groups and calls to clubs just to Provide them with all the information we can about the work so they can be doing onto their pitches during the summer as we go into the autumn period. Obviously, that advice will change dependent on when we do get in a position where those fields can be be used again. But again, those information updates will be key because we still want clubs to continue to access all the support that's out there and also keep those costs down as much as they possibly can. And
0: webinars are going to be a crucial part of how you get the message out.
1: Yeah, so we've we've um, sent out to the the clubs via the weekly updates to ask clubs uh, what their main concerns are. We will respond to that this week in the update, just to give a flavour of the types of topics that clubs are uh, asking of us. And we will certainly over the next couple of weeks start to roll those webinars out, whether that's delivered by WIU staff or we bring in external partners to deliver those on our behalf.
0: And apart from the pitches, what are the other elements that clubs can be putting in place over the summer, even in these circumstances?
1: Uh, again, it comes down to just keeping costs low. It's all about when we get advice from Welsh Government. At this current time, uh, I would say that there's going to be no use of clubhouse, clubhouses as it stands. What we will have to move into quite quickly is if there is a changing in government stance, uh, we'd have to look at then implementing any COVID-19 measures that we need to put in place to make sure those facilities are safe for people to return to. And we have got a restart rugby group working on that at the moment. And again, there's a lot of work going into that, and I'm I'm sure more information will come out with that in the future.
0: For what you know at the moment, are you confident that we will come out with the same number of rugby clubs as we had at the start?
1: Based on the information we've got now, I think we need to do the exercise again in a few months' time. But from the information we do have to date, we're confident that we can get the majority of our clubs through. Uh, what we need to look at specifically is how do we support those clubs that are falling through the cracks? And that's why I can't emphasise enough how important the impact survey is for our clubs to complete.
0: And I suppose it's especially important if they are struggling. The more they're struggling, the more important it is
1: absolutely yeah no we can't really provide help to the clubs unless we know the the full picture my advice to clubs would be please complete it for us
0: going further forward having talked about the strategy briefly and obviously that's still ongoing work but are there some ways in which this pause this time to reflect this time to think will see the WIU relationship with clubs and some of the clubs themselves actually come out of it stronger in certain ways
1: yeah, we you know we use the term opportunities, and I think a, a phrase that's been used quite a lot, certainly in the media, is the new normal. So the the new normal for us will be, this is my own view, but I I believe that the grant funding opportunities that were out there previously may not be there for some time. So we really need to change the emphasis with our clubs around financial planning, business modelling, all these types of things that help clubs become more sustainable, a self-help culture. And I think we can use this downtime to put some really good, strong, robust resources in place to help our clubs do that in the future. So that for us is a real positive to come out of this, that I do believe we will have stronger clubs at, at the end of this. And
0: if some of the clubs were living a little bit hand to mouth, a little bit short term, which out of 300, of course, some of them will be, then maybe there'll be some lessons learned all round and as you say that strength can maybe be a bit wider than it was before.
1: Yeah and that'll be our focus certainly over the next few weeks is that those clubs that have been identified as possibly not going for the next six to nine months we will be picking up separate conversations with those clubs to provide as much support and guidance as we can to make sure that they get through this period like everyone else.
0: And finally, Chris, just for those club representatives out there who are thinking we still need a bit of help or we still need to do something or even just what can we do, how do they get in touch? Because you're still working and uh, your department is still working. I imagine harder than ever. What what do clubs do to make sure they get all the messaging that's around?
1: Okay, so keep an eye out on a Friday. So all club secretaries will get the weekly update directly from our team. Also the um, the update on a on a Wednesday. But please use our WRU help desk. So that is clubdevelopment at wru.wales for any inquiries you have. Please bear with us. We, We do get quite a volume of inquiries in, but we will respond to every email that comes in.
0: Thanks very much for that, Chris. Some really good advice there. Some really good knowledge for clubs to look at and follow up. Good to know that even in these times, you're all working so hard and supporting them. So thanks very much for your time.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: So, some good advice and plenty of interesting pointers. Let's continue to hope we'll have exactly the same number of clubs coming out of this crisis as we did going in. Keep listening next week for another fix of Welsh Rugby news and information on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Until then, goodbye.